All right, we are lit, good sir. To another episode of Cultivated Ignorance. I am Will, the host, along with Mike. Favorite host. The knot. The knot? <laughs> Just the knot? The nose. I was going to say nose, but it didn't fit. That sounds super dumb. Anyways, your face is dumb. This week, we got a dope show for y'all. Uh, we are going to be talking about all things black, blackity black, as we love to do on this show. We're actually going to be talking a little bit about uh, the auntie that don't nobody like. Candace Owens. What? Who's auntie is she? Bro, she's somebody auntie, bro. <laughs> she's somebody, obviously. Unclaimed auntie. Bro, she's the auntie with all the mayonnaise and the potato salad. No uh, much. And the raisins and the nuts. Bro, she's the auntie that cooks. Uh, well, some well, some of y'all like pumpkin pie. I'm good on that. Oh, shit, no. Yeah. Um, she's just an auntie that everybody just, they just try to stay away from. Uh, we're going to be talking about her. We're going to be talking about this defund the police movement. Um, it's been uh, something that's been brought up throughout the protests, talking about defund the police. Uh, the Minneapolis the Minneapolis City Council actually said they were going to start making moves to do that, but we're going to be talking a little bit more about it. And uh, we're going to be talking about black conservatives. It's basically the. Are you hopeful you're not a black conservative? You know what that's what Ugly. Ugly Opinion Owens thing. Uh, and then we're also going to be talking about Biden and Trump. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, there you go. I don't know why you're acting like these ain't all your friends. Is that McKenzie? <laughs> She's yeah. going to mess up the show already. <laughs> already, y'all are going to mess it up. Um, yeah, man, it's going to be a good show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Jonathan, Tacola, that is in the building even though he's in the background like batman style uh andrea thank y'all so much for tuning in oh let me put the number in here in case y'all want to if i do want to call in um put the number in the chat one second did you, did you do the um patreon shout out man i'm sorry man my whole daughter distracted me man <laughs> <laughs> um if you haven't you are very welcome to Please join our Patreon. Uh, support support us black people out here trying to uh, get out our dreams. Uh, we got all different types of membership levels available. Uh, 5, 15, 25, and 50. Higher tiers come with advertisement. Um, and if you can't really spare that much, you know, just put in put in what you can. And, uh, you know, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be glad to uh, give you all this exclusive content that we offer. 
Absolutely. Five dollars a month really ain't much. Yeah. Um yeah. so you know, go ahead. Look at look at how poor he looks. Look at <laughs> look at how hard the coronavirus has impacted him. <laughs> so uh, okay, you're an asshole, but yes, I'm I'm very broken poor. So yes, definitely help us out. <laughs> if anything, if you just want to pay for one month, you know y'all know the, the finale insecure is this Sunday. This is gonna be crazy. I've already predicted that Andrew gonna break up with Molly. No, you did not predicted that. I thought we both. No, I thought I said Andrew's gonna break up with Molly, and and Lawrence is gonna leave Issa. No, you jumped on the bandwagon after I said Andrew gonna break up with her. No, no, no. You said it'd be crazy, and I <laughs> said that's my prediction is that it's gonna happen like that. Um, but yeah. Anyway, this month, this week especially, is gonna be crazy. We were reviewing Insecure. It's gonna be wild. Molly about to be heartbroken out here, which is. Kind of good because Issa to the rescue. You think she okay? We're not gonna get turned into the whole insecure review. <laughs> um, Star said she just came to say hey. She got it. Okay, bye, Star. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Tacola said Andrew better not break up with Molly. She needs a win. Molly needs a no, bro. Mo- Mo- Molly's taking some harsh L's out here. <laughs> and I read an article about uh, I read an article about how harshly and how. How cold they made Molly's character, and, Who and, are black, and black women are mad about it. For real, <laughs> yeah, bro. It was a whole thing. They said that uh, the the modern black female can can only be portrayed in this negative light, and she was all mean oh to her. Oh my god, Assistant for no reason. And I what mean, they have, I mean, they, I ain't gonna lie, they've been a little hard on Molly this season. Didn't I bring that up? Didn't I say did they go a little bit too far in making her? They, I'm, I, I don't think so because I think she's truly evil. But part of problem. <laughs> nah, man. Yeah, they gone. They gone a little bit overboard on her, but still. I, I did say they might have run too far, and some for some people, and I'm not be too much. She's but, redeemable. Um, speaking of Greg, anyways, if y'all want to hear us talk about yeah this next week, yeah, subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> exactly. And uh, we're probably we're gonna be doing more reviews of shows because. I'm telling you, but we are hooked on some HBO shows. Bruh, HBO doing that damn thing. <laughs> so after this, uh, I don't we don't have a full laid out plan yet, but definitely when uh what is it? Uh Love Lovecraft Country comes out. Oh yeah. That's gonna be up there every week. Um Yeah, yeah, exactly. We would have reviewed uh Sad Boy, aka um <laughs> if I know this much is true with uh what's the name? Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. It's just too sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's heavy. Listen, it's a good show, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't even, as, as entertaining as we are, we couldn't even make that entertaining. <laughs> a review about that show. Like, it's just too bad. It's just too it ain't sad. no like positive conversation around that show at all. It's just get your mind right. Check it out when you're ready. When you write with the Lord, check it out. But before then, leave it alone. Yeah. Absolutely. So, all, right. anyways, all that said, subscribe to the Patreon, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> um, so man we want to talk about everything that's going on um unless you've just been you know completely cut yourself off from society you know people have been flooding the streets in the name of social justice whether it be for um more popularly for george floyd or brianna taylor or the countless other like people of color <clears throat> both straight both um actually a lot of trans people have been facing a lot of injustices through the from the police as well oh, i did see um, that well, I didn't see it from the police. I saw uh, some trans woman get 
beat up by a crowd of black dudes. Oh, that shit was stupid. That shit was ridiculous. There's a there's this trans woman that got in the car accident with, I guess it was a fender bender with some black dude, and a whole bunch of people came out in this gas station and jumped her. The shit was ridiculous. Um, we can talk about that too. But people have been flooding the streets against um in the name of social justice lately. Um, with everything going on, and it kind of got ignited from George Floyd's um killing. If you haven't seen the video, I, I finally did watch the video. I told Will I just I just did not want to watch the video because I just don't need to see more black people die. But um, I did went ahead and watched because I want to know what I'm talking about during the show. And the shit is just straight up heinous. Um, there's no getting around it. There's no excusing it. Dude was straight up, straight up like out cold, like not moving, not talking, not breathing, and the cop just still refused to take his knee off of the dude's neck. I don't. I can't, you can't justify it. No one can, but um, needless to say, this sparked a, a huge uproar and um, we're seeing people speaking out, but we're also seeing these large entities, these corporations, all these people speaking out as well. Um, I just want to get your thoughts and as well as people in the chat, thoughts on the effectiveness on these, of these protests, protests. And um, do we think that they're really effective? Do we think these large entities are actually sincere and vocalizing themselves about it? Um, I told Will, <laughs> I told Will, never in my life of gaming, and I've been gaming for a very long time, never in my life have I seen gaming companies acknowledge, like, social justice. But we went to log in to Call of Duty this week, Bro. as well as the even better Apex Legends. Will, will respect the name. Okay, whatever, dude. And as soon as you log in, this is, all you just get hit was Black Lives Matter, like, the whole statements, all this yeah. shit. I've never seen that before. So, I mean, what do you think about the effectiveness of the protests, as well as... I think short term, the protests have been great. It's really gotten the conversation started. But I'm always wondered, I'm I'm always weary of like, uh, what what happens after the protests die down? You know what I mean? And maybe in this situation, the protests won't die down. But you know, logically speaking, it will eventually die down. Um, you know, so in the short term, I believe protests are great. It's making, it got those officers prosecuted, not just the first one that actually did the killing, but all those, the other buffoons that didn't step in. Um, it got uh, the the dudes fired the, uh, in the Breonna Kayla case. I think they got fired, right? Or did they just, did they get arrested too? Uh, no, no, they definitely didn't get arrested. I, think, I believe they just got fired. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, man, in the short term, it's, it's been great because it's really, uh, these people have really been held accountable, but in the long term, I don't, I don't think protest and um, is gonna is gonna keep up. And so that means we need to do the not necessarily paperwork side of it, but you know, you need to really press the pressure, pressure senators, your your representatives, you know, whether it be on a federal level or a local level, as to how to reform things or whatever. Um, Dakota cleared it up. She said the Taylor, Breonna Taylor cops were actually on, only on paid administrative leave. They're not even fired, apparently. Oh! Which is fucking dumb. Um, yeah, I think, um, so when you say die down, like, do you think they would die down because we would have fought until we got the actual change that we wanted, or they would just fizz out, fizzle out? I, I think they're just going to fizzle out. This is the longest I've ever seen protests go. See, that's, what, that's, that's what makes me think that this is just a lot of different situations. That stuff is happening. The thing that gives me hope, as I told you this before when we were talking, 
I've never seen America, not just black people, but like America actually acknowledge racism existing to this extent. I've seen the country like be like, yeah, slavery was a thing. Yeah, I mean, Jim Crow was a thing, I guess, but like- Why do you, think, really... that is? you think it's just because white people hopped on board this time? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think America, as in white people included, as well as these large, large institutions, for the first time are actually acknowledging like, yo, this is an ongoing institutions thing. can go to hell. They just protecting the money, man. Even so like, though. Okay, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> but you just want the dollars to keep rolling in, so. But even so, as them acknowledging and is, is this not still adding to the fire that we're building up, like to actually create the change that we say we want? I guess, fam. <laughs> I just, I'm telling you, bro, like, I, I, I really hope <clears throat> that you're right. I'm just, you know, and people keep it up. Mm-hmm. But even still, like, you got to have. The protest isn't enough. Like the protest is like a, we're standing up for ourselves. The 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 next part in the process is you know getting legislation passed. You know what I mean? I so, think that's just as important as the obviously just as important as the protest. I got a question. I got a question with the legislation thing. Um, Dakota has a good point. She said, "I like how the corporations are speaking out. However, I need to see more action from them to accept that they are sincere." You can throw money towards the movements, but what are your boardrooms looking like? What are your plans for diversity, inclusion, et cetera? Um, see, I feel like those are things that we keep continuously asking for whenever this happens. Like we keep asking for like, we need to see more of us in your higher offices. We need to see more representation, all these things. If we're still asking for the same things, isn't it about time that we start like demanding differently or just taking differently, different, a whole different system entirely than what we bought into. Liberation. That's what I'm at. That's what the question I'm about to ask, man. Like, do you think people want a true, true revolution? Because when you say revolution versus like, you just want change. Like when you say revolution, that to me, that means you want to completely uproot this whole system, change it completely, or at least build a start the foundation for building that new system that is actually made in your favor. Do you think do you think the message is we want a revolution or do you think the message is like something's got to change? Cuz I don't know if people want a, a full overhaul resolution. I think it's I mean, definitely a, a resolution. <laughs> we need a resolution. <laughs> well, yeah. Um you know, I think for the most part people are saying y'all need to stop killing us in the streets. You know, this, that, and the third. I don't. I don't think many people have called for over uh, uh, overhauling of the system. So me and Tamika, shout out Tamika Staley, had an awesome conversation about this. And I say I talk about this. Y'all some black radicals, so <laughs> you know Tamika is. <laughs> um, actually, I also talked about this with Star. Um, okay. I think it is different. <laughs> you gonna keep talking shit? <laughs> it is definitely different for different people, and. Yeah. I think that it's time that we stop start changing our language from saying the black community to the black communities as a plural, because different communities have different agendas. And that's fine, but we need to know like who's on board for one and who's on board for the other. The reason that I really didn't want to go to the state house protest is because I didn't really know 
what agenda those people had versus what I have in mind. Um, so I think some people are about like, some people are recognizing that as long as we're in this system, it is just simply not created to work in our favor. And though we can do as much as we can to, you know, do as well as we can within that system, if you actually want a system that's actually for us, that might be, that might cause, that might, I don't see how that doesn't cause for us to completely uproot the system and make a new one. Well, as a black radical, you are. Um, uh, no, like seriously, do you think that, okay, you say black communities, do you think that that is effective? Uh, do you think that's effective versus us working on so social issues or whatever as like a monolith, like, you know, just together as one? You I know, like, I guess, I, I guess I'm trying to say like, you know how like the LGBTQI plus all that other stuff, like, you know, they, I guess outside looking in, they operate as one entity to achieve everybody's goals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that in itself is a sub-community, though. Yeah. What it's, it, you talk about the LG, LGBTQ plus? <laughs> Good job. <laughs> that, if we're talking about, if, like, if we regard the black community, LGBTQ plus, golly. <laughs> LGBT people are are just a part of like a bigger race of black people. Not every, not all black people. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, should we operate as the LGBTQ plus community does with social issues, like they were uh, about like marriage and gay rights and stuff like that? Like you're saying that we should. Some black people want a, a revolution. Some black people want. Uh, you know, a fixing of the system that we're in. Mm. What do you think is most effective for us as a whole? You've seen as how we're only 14% of the population. I think the revolution is the more effective for all of us, but I think it's impossible to get everybody to agree on the same thing because we're not monolithic. And because some people do just want to thrive within the system, because I believe so, that a lot of us are comfortable within the system. We just want better so because of that, like, it's impossible to get everybody on the same page. So then how do, so if everybody's not on the same page, how do we, as a whole, achieve the results we want? I think it's like, as people who believe that I believe begin to actually lay down the groundwork of what that new system would look like. Because the main thing with abolitionists, not that I'm 100% abolitionist at this point, but like the main thing argument against abolitionists is that we don't have a new system in place to replace mm -hmm. the old system. So that's still, that takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of planning to fully do and you know do effectively. And it still won't be perfect for everybody. So yeah. I think as people begin to make, create better plans and lay that out, more people will be more willing to be like, you know, look into that and be like, oh, that could be an option for me. Versus now, when you don't concretely see a world, like take for police, for instance, which we'll talk about later, because we don't concretely have a plan in place to replace police, even though we're saying we want to get rid of the police, it's harder for people to actually visualize a, you know, a life without the police right now. So as those plans become to come together, I think you can start to get more people on board and things can probably sway the other way. 
Because see, be myself, like, I, I mean, you brought this up the other day. What were you saying about Jay-Z and Beyonce? Like, I was saying that Jay-Z and Beyonce, as much as we, you know, celebrate them, as much as we love on them, and we like to don them as revolutionaries and, you know, leading the whole charge against the man, they're still black capitalists who are still doing the most they can within the system. Right. So I feel like they, I feel like they show you that that is possible. You know what I mean? Like in the system? with there being years ago where Oprah was the only visible black billionaire we had now, you know, there's, I guess, what is it? Four or five now that we, that's visible. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I'm not, I'm not doubt, doubting that at all. I'm saying that as much as they have been successful, it has been within the same system that we're confined in. And it's also been done at the benefit of those, you know, those white entities, those white owned entities above them. Like Jay-Z's not, you know, creating all the things that he's creating without a, a, some rich white old guy or whoever you want to put as a, you know, image bidding from it as well. Like there's a reason that there's still like all these old white people all over Congress taking over all this shit. Um, still owning all this shit, you know, we will never just completely, they will never just give us complete power over the system, even though we've been saying for hundreds of years now that the system is unfair to us. There's a reason they won't just hand over that power, They, you know, even though they claim they're for the people. So I'm saying if we actually want a system that is created for us, it will take a true revolution that would completely change all You don't this. believe that can just be negotiated? I don't like think you can negotiate with people who don't have any desire to give up their power. No, not at all. I don't know. I think it's just like any business. Like once you see that a certain number of people have a, a a a certain level of power on their own, and they can they can affect your uh, image, your your money, all this other stuff. I feel like you have to negotiate in in such a way that uh, it doesn't continue to cause disruption. Or chaos, you but have they I mean? have they done that like in a true like changing? It hasn't happened as fast as we like, obviously. But it's been hundreds of years. It's like it's like at what point do we be like now enough? If that's something that we want, that's what I'm saying. If that's something that people truly want, I think a lot more people do want to just thrive within the system. Me myself, I don't have a problem with capitalism. <laughs> I know you don't. I don't at all. <laughs> um, but when you say you don't have a problem with capitalism, you don't have a problem with people being, you know, held at the bottom in order to, for people with billions and billions of dollars who will never live long enough to spend all that money. I could spend it, but um, <laughs> I, I, I believe I, I believe holding people at the bottom is wrong. I believe there will be. I also believe there will be poor people in every society, See, and I don't necessarily believe that a capitalistic society um, with billionaires. I don't necessarily believe those people are wrong for having for having billions while others have very little or none. I like I'm, I'm a full believer. You can't save everybody. Like you should try, but you can't save everybody. But I think there is such a thing as a society that can make sure everybody's needs are met. Everybody not be, might not be rich, but like everybody's needs can be met. I mean, but what I mean, but what country what country makes sure everybody's needs are met? Like maybe these 
I see socialistic company, countries. Like I see Denmark the most socialistic or... companies making the effort to do that more so than we are just being like cool with what we're doing. I guess, fam. I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, we just gonna dis- we just gonna agree to disagree because you'll say, "Give me my money." I don't give a shit about what y'all talking about. Um. But I mean, I feel either, and I'm not villainizing anybody who's comfortable within the system. I'm not. I want to make that big <laughs> that I can spend it. I'm not definitely I'm, not. Uh, I'm almost positive there are people poor in Canada. They, there are people at the bottom in Canada. I mean, I don't have all the stats. And stuff. I don't have the facts either. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm just saying. I know how the world works. Right. Poor but people. I'm, but I'm saying I know more so how capitalism works. What'd you say? No, I'm just saying there's always going to be somebody at the bottom. It depends. I guess it depends on what we define by, like, you know, bottom. Are we talking about bottom or just like not as well off as other people? Because I define bottom in America as little the literal criminalization of like homelessness, like in a system that does thrive off of, you know, free labor of of prisoners. So coincidence that we have more people in jail than a lot of countries have. Period. You know what I'm saying? That's not. It's not just like coincidental, you know what I'm saying? So that's it. The gap is the issue. Yeah, like it's it's like I said, it's just we know that America capitalizes off of you know the backs of people of color, off of poor people. So if we say we really want, you know, we don't. If we say we never want to have these types of issues again, then are we really to do the work that that, you know calls for that, or at least start it anyway? So. I'm straight. I'm, I'm gonna do the work within the system. <laughs> All right, I mean, well. y'all comment with y'all how y'all feel. Would, would y'all rather have a true revolution or would y'all rather just you know thrive with what you have now? I'll have a true revolution that people are gonna die for. That's a fact. Yeah, that you people are gonna die for it. <laughs> that's a question. That's my only. I think that's my only issue is when people do post pictures like with themselves with guns and shit, and it's just like, we're not going to take it no more. It's like, bro, you're not okay. shooting the cops. Okay, okay Negro. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it wouldn't be no pictures if that was what you, how you really felt. It wouldn't be no discussion. It wouldn't be no Facebook posts. You would already started the shit. So, that's my only issue with people just, you know, being performative about it. But anyway, speaking of police, um, I think we're going to get into this defunding the police thing. So since we not, so since the revolution ain't coming tomorrow, it's not coming tomorrow. <laughs> but this is all I'm saying. Is this part of the revolution right here? Um, in case you haven't heard, um, since these you know things have happened, especially with George Floyd, but Minneapolis has apparently have a, had a long trouble history with cops, and um, there's been effort in place. I think we got an article. Um, there's an effort. Actually, there's not an effort. The city council has decided that they're going to dismantle the police force. Um, yeah, okay. Starting with defunding it. And um, just want to get y'all thoughts, man. Like, can y'all envision a world without police? Like, do you think it's a good thing? Do you think it's a bad thing? Like, what do y'all think? So, I uh, I don't foresee a world without police. Um, not a world, a country. I'm just talking about a country. America. Yeah, a country. Whatever. You know what I mean? Um, a country without police. And I. Based off of the history of the police, I think that needs to be gone. Like that way in which police work needs to be gone. Um, and I think we 
can achieve that by defunding the police. Um, and I actually read an article about uh, uh, taking cops' guns away. Like, as they said, in many instances, a, a, a cop carrying gun is not necessary. You know what I mean? It was it was something like 90, 90 something percent of their uh, calls. It was a high 90 percent, too. You know, don't require any kind of lethal force. Right. Um, and, you know, they said in uh, in other countries, you know, guns actually have to be like called in. Like you have to have a need for a gun uh, for someone with a gun to come in. So I think that is a more effective way. Yeah, England cops don't carry. So, <clears throat> you know, I don't even know if they carry stun guns. I didn't read that much, but, oh. um, you know, I think that's more effective than just defunding, defunding the police because you still need people to watch over neighborhoods. You know, um, you still, I don't necessarily fully believe in community watch. Like I believe in it to an extent, you know, but some shit go down, you're going to want a cop. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Somebody gets shot next door. I don't want a cop. I'm not. I'm not be not about to be the head of the neighborhood watch coming down there. <laughs> be honest with you. You don't think that we can build like community efforts, um, as well as you know, in certain situations where definitely a majority of situations where guns aren't necessary. Like say you're dealing with somebody with mental illness or something, or could have mental illness. Well, you would have a cop normally sent who, you know, cops are very much undertrained and a lot of cases underpaid um, and are humans and dealing with their own stresses. Mm -hmm. you, would, you can't envision a world where we send like social workers or something like that for situations like that. And there's community efforts to hold one another accountable. And there's social workers to, a, to somebody with a gun. I'm not talking about somebody with a gun. I'm saying with somebody who from some, some type of disturbance call what a gun is it necessary. Why would we even want a cop why in that situation? Why can't we have cops do that? Like, because give cops that's what training see. on de-escalation tactics and... But, so what we're seeing is, because what we're saying is, like, what cops are being trained, or how they're being trained is just not working, and it's getting people killed. I fully agree. I fully agree with that. So why wouldn't we want less cops and more alternatives? We want less cops. I said I want less cops. So that's we don't need you... as many cops as we have. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, if you could replace cops in situations like that with somebody else, like a social... Yes, where a situation where it's safe, yeah. Yeah, so... There need to be that's... more, like, social... social-type work for, you know, like, uh, I guess, public responsiveness or something like that. You know what I mean? That, that's what I'm saying. That's, I don't think the solution is just getting less cops. I think there has to be more, you know, funding and resources towards community building... Yeah. To replace that. That's the whole. That's the whole narrative behind defunding the police. It's but not. No. Uh, well, yes, defunding the police. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about dismantling the police, which is what Minneapolis is talking about. Well, I think I mean it's it's a similar narrative as well, because I don't think anybody's saying that we're ready to get rid of the police right now. I think the conversations are mostly centered around like we need to progress towards that way. Like the cops just don't. Just given their history of you know whatever you know the inception in this country in the first place, the 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 efforts need to go towards getting rid of the police because they are killing, they are undertrained, they are put in situations they're not ready for, and it's costing people their lives. Yeah, and they were in a lot of, in countless cases 
used the weaponized being used to weaponize against poor people and people of color to have them incarcerated. So it's like, why would we, why would we be cool with that? And we keep, you know, we done did this whole reform thing, the body cams thing. Um, Tamika had a really good point. She talked about how she said, like, are we getting more? <laughs> we demanded more body cams on cops so that we could actually catch them recording killing more people. Like, how is that making things better? They're still, if they're still killing people, like, what is the true? I guess the original thought process behind body cams was, you're being watched, so keep that shit in line. <laughs> but it's just, it then hasn't it, worked. Yeah, then it turned into like cameras started malfunctioning or motherfuckers started to just straight turning them off, like shit like that. Like, yeah. So it's like, if we're saying it's as bad as it is, why wouldn't our efforts start to veer in that direction? I mean, I, I I believe in veering in that direction. I don't believe in dismantling the police department. Uh, the the article we read or we read about this. Um, my proper training. Um, the article I read that uh, about this it show it said something about the Camden, New Jersey Police Department, the city police department. They defunded it. I did. All that. it really did was. They doubled the they doubled the counties, they doubled the counties uh sheriff patrol. Now see what I heard was they dismantled it by completely fire, like wiping out the part the department completely, mm -hmm. and though they did bring back like a hundred officers, um, because they spent spent you know put more of their resources towards community building, it cut the crime in half like straight the cut the crime rate in half. Well, I, I think that's great. And I think that's what we need to move towards. But getting rid of cops is just not effective in my eyes. Um, we got a call on the line. Oh, shoot. Did they just come right in? Yeah, just let me in. <laughs> we need to build some security protocol around here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that's great. So oh. I've got a um, couple things on the whole defunding police thing that uh, – you know, I think that are kind of asked backwards a little bit, to be honest with you. So I, I don't necessarily agree that defunding the police is the answer, but I think that how those funds are appropriated are really what needs to be focused on. So I'm not sure if everyone knows, but in government agencies, especially, they're giving a certain amount of money every year to spend. And if they don't hit their budget for the year, when they readjust their budget for the next year, if they haven't used those funds, they basically get less money the next year. So what these idiots are doing is instead of, hey, you know what? We need to hit our budget for the year. Let's buy more training and let's buy, let's spend money on our mental health of our officers, you know, on the monthly basis and use that money versus buying, you know, a whole section of cops, brand new freaking cars just to hit, the quota for the year so they can have that same amount of money the next year or even more. Yeah. So, you know, they, cause they don't, they're not spending money. They're not spending all the money on the extra training. They haven't been, I mean, it's clear that shit happens all the time and it keeps happening and it's going to keep happening. But you know, the money that they have, you know, they're, it's just not being used wisely because they think these monetary things like a brand new car when they don't need it or, you know, all these trinkets, you know, um, they're like, oh, this would be cool to have. Like, it's not about that. It's about protecting the people around you. Um, you know, so that's that's my take on it. They they really need spending that money 
not only on training and making them better as an officer, but also on their mental health. You know, they need to be required to do that because they see, they should, they see stuff every day, man. They walk out there, not only are they putting their lives on the line, you know, they're, they go into all these situations where, you know, they, they see rape victims, they see murder victims, they see, you know, kids being abused. And some of these guys are seeing this on a daily basis. So, yeah, they're messed up in the head. Now, that doesn't give them an excuse to be an asshat and do whatever the F they want and be a racist piece of shit. But, you know, they're not required to have any extra training or any extra mental health. And I know, Mike, you're always talking about your well-being, and part of that's your mental health. And when you're not taking care of it, you're going to do stupid shit. It's just going to happen no matter who you are. And, you know, that's my that's my two cents on that part of it. I, I don't necessarily agree that they should cut their funding. The thing about cutting the funding and going to mental health is it's been proven that when you actually give low-income communities, which is where crime happens the most, you know, funding to actually get resources to better, you know, build up their community, actually cultivate, you know, children, even the adults, that does a lot more to prevent crime than just adding more cops or even, you know, more training and stuff like that. Like you said, cops are real people. So they're going through things mentally. So I, for one, would not want, you know, more people who are mentally pressured, mentally traumatized in a lot of places with guns running around. I would rather have that funding allocated towards communities to prevent the crime in the first place, to get to the root of the problem in the first place versus just throwing more cops at it, which is... You know, we can you can get into the whole prison um, school to prison pipeline, which is all like I said, all coordinated. This is all planned. Free free labor, modern slavery is still a very, very real thing that cops are being used to continue to perpetuate. So it's like if we really say we want a country where we want people to do better or get better, why would we not just allocate those funds towards doing that versus just getting more cops, which has been proven to still cause issues. But I, I guess the and I don't I don't think it's. I don't think it's the more cops. Like, I don't think you should, I don't think we necessarily need more cops. I just think that we need to make sure that we're getting the right ones and we're doing things we can to take care of them. And, but the, the big thing too is, is these cops don't live in, in the areas they patrol. You know, they're not, they don't have any, I mean, and I, I hate to say this, but they really don't have any investment in a lot of the communities that they police. You know, you've got people, you know, you've got places that are over police that don't need it. You know, just because it's a poor community, they they assume that you know there is more um, there is more of a need for it, but they they don't live in those areas. They don't have an investment. They, I mean, it's the same way you protect your home. I mean, can you imagine if you were a cop and you patrolled your patrol area was basically you know within a ten mile radius of your house? Would you not Would you not care a little bit more? You know. That's just a side effect. I don't. I don't think that fixes everything, but I think that's a. Well, I heard that this morning, and it kind of opened my eyes a little bit to, you know, maybe that's something that they need to look towards. You know, is when you've got people and you've got cops. Like, you know, it's it should be a community thing. It shouldn't be. You live, you live in a, in the nice rich area of Columbia, but you're going to patrol, you know, freaking, you know the woods of Casey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause you don't have investment. So 
but again, these people make, I mean, these cops make vows and everything and, and, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They make, uh, um, oaths and whatnot to protect the community or to, to protect the people. But, you know, here we are, I mean, there's, you got people in freaking other countries freaking out over what we're doing here in the U S you know? So, but clearly something has to change. Right. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Greg, man. Thank you for calling the yeah, show. For you. We know we've been begging you all the time. I'm glad you finally did it, man. Yeah. Yeah, shut up, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. Right. What do you say? All right, like that. Um, were you about to, you about to say something earlier, Will? I don't exactly remember. Um, but yeah, man, I <clears throat> I believe in just different types of uh more more types of nine one one you know responsiveness or whatever. You know, there are diff- there are different jobs that can make that could be much more effective at handling, uh, you know, situations, emergencies, than just mm-hmm. cops showing up with a gun and poor training. That's what I'm saying. And I feel like a cop. I feel like being a cop, it should be a, it should have to be like a a job with a degree. Like, I feel like if you, I feel like in its current state, if you're allowed to shoot people you should you should have a degree or at least more than what is it six months of six months of training well that's what i'm that's what i'm saying i just don't just knowing the history of cops and knowing the history of people with the power with the resources with the money to absolve themselves of being accountable for crime like in a lot of ways cops just aren't here to actually like serve and protect they're just they're here for the political interest of the ruling class in a lot of ways like it's just a lot deeper than and i think that's where the i think that's when we talk about echo chambers i think that's where the disconnect comes because i think people who defend the police and i'm not that i'm like i'm not actually realizing the people who join you know who become a cop in, in hopes to actually better the community i think the people who know where the, how the cops were started and people who do actually who don't know and just believe that you they were just here put here to protect and serve not knowing that history causes such a disconnect that people can't even hear each other. Yeah. So it's like, if you're defending the police and you're not black, like, and you don't even know the history of cops being used just to keep slaves in check or to keep black people in, in general disenfranchised, like you don't, you come from a completely, completely different, you know, st- standpoint than I am entirely. So it's like, it sounds like an attack, but it's like, really, I just, I just want to see people live. I don't want to see people under train and be put in the bad situations and then end up killing somebody and then all of a sudden, you know. I'll I have... might be wrong. Uh Andrew, uh he said it is a job a degree with a degree. Um I got a cousin who's a cop and I, I don't know of him having a degree. I don't know if all I don't I really don't think yeah. that all cops need degrees. Yeah it, it might be in some you know precincts or jurisdictions. But right. uh, as a whole I don't think it's a job that requires a degree. Right. Um, well, I want to ask you really quickly because I know you got you said you got a little heat when we talked about it. So the mayor of Minneapolis is actually behind the um protest. <laughs> the mayor of Minneapolis is actually supporting the the protest and he wants police reform and he's he's you know he's been marching with him and stuff like that. But because he's not talking about straight up, you know, because he hasn't outright said it, but I'm pretty sure he would plan to veto a bill to, you know, dismantle the police. Um Oh yeah, let him know how to did you read how to the vote would work? No. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> uh, I think they can 
they need a unanimous vote to, I think, dismantle the police or something like that. Hmm. And uh, no, I'm sorry. The the issue was that the the charter says that there must be 0.0017 cops for every person in the in the uh, bad, yeah. in Minneapolis. And so they would have to not dismantle the police department, but they would have to change the charter of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and it needs a it needs a unanimous vote for the council to change the charter, as well as the mayor voting along with it too. And so it don't look like they're gonna get that. <laughs> um, but well, how did you feel about people like didn't they like bull's ass or something like that? Okay, I got an update to this, okay. We talked about this the other day. I got an update to this. So after I read more and more, Jacob Frey, uh, is it Frey or Fry? Anyways. I think it's Frey. Okay. Uh, Of course, he's been, you know, doing the protests along with everybody else. And uh, he was, he was the, you know, the mayor said, you got to prosecute these guys. You got to get these guys, whatever. He was real outspoken about that. I thought it was messed up that people were just, you don't want to defund the police. You don't want to dismantle the police department. You need to go. You need to leave this protest because you're not with us. And it was like a hard down stance. My man got booed out of there. Like it was <laughs> Apollo. Uh, so I, I was, after I saw this, I was like, damn, that's fucked up. This man said, you know, these cops are wrong. He did the right thing. He said, prosecute him to the fullest extent of the law. And I was like, damn, they turned that back on my man. <laughs> and then I started reading about Jacob Frey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's only been he's only been in office, I think, since January. Um, so that's the thing. So the public, I guess, is already kind of, you know, they 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 don't know you yet. Mm-hmm. Um and also I, I heard that uh I read that he asked the city council for funding for more police. Oh, see. He wanted more police. Um, and he asked, he asked them for, he asked them for more and more police. Like he asked them like on, he asked them on like two or three separate occasions. <laughs> so he is for police reform, but <laughs> oh, bro. he thinks that the city needs more policing. We good. And so if they booed him for that. I can completely understand. It's like, man, you just you just politicking this whole thing. But see, that's what people's point is. It's like when we talk about reform, y'all keep talking about reform, but nothing gets reformed. Like stuff starts to fall back into the old ways, of, or just a new way of staying, doing the same fucked up shit. Like, and I think people are like, "Yo, we tired of reforming. Let's look at a whole new solution. Let's just change yeah. the game." Man, I can't rock with my man Jacob. <laughs> Bro, you was you was defending. My, you was like, bro, like, and, and and I'm and I'm glad I read, and I'm glad I read. That's the important. We just talk about the importance of reading because <laughs> while he may really want police reform, you you're doing a disservice to the city by by constantly putting more uh, policing on them. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, based off that calculation, you know the point zero zero one seven. Um. It said basically that Minneapolis had to have 792 uh, cops, armed armed cops. Hmm. They were 
they are currently at 896 and he was asking for more. So and the people knew and they was not fucking with that shit. That's what happened. I'm not going to say he's I'm not going to say he's faking it, but <laughs> I mean, he is from Virginia, so right. <laughs> Racism might be in his blood. It is not funny. Um no, nah, man, we can um we want we're gonna hurry move because we went out of time. But um, I mean, y'all tell us what y'all think. A lot of y'all know Andrew is not for um get rid of police. Um, I'm, I'm gonna definitely come back to the comments. Um, I did want to touch on real quick. Um, Will's girl Kenneth Owens, and as well as, Bruh, get away from me. As well as other black conservatives on everything. Um, I don't know if y'all saw this video of her talking about George Floyd and. <sighs> Her refusal to celebrate George Floyd, which is fine. Anybody asking you to celebrate the man's like the man, like it's, that's fine, whatever. But, but like it went into like his whole criminal history, um, the other the percentage of black people that kill black people, the percentage of white people that get killed by the police, just this whole other shit. 30. And it's just a common, it's just a common narrative I see when it comes to black conservatives. It just seems like they only view or value black people through the eyes of white people. And I don't know if it's for white approval. I don't know if it's just because they want white people. It's for white money. That's what I'm trying to get to. Like, I don't, I feel like Candace, Candace, her history, like me catching up on it, she definitely feels like she's acting. Wasn't she asked that this earlier? Wasn't she just like a leftist like three or four years ago? I don't actually know. Oh, okay, I heard somebody say that. Um, I feel like oh. three or four years ago she was with uh, Kanye and them. Right, that's what I'm saying. I, 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 I swear, I swear she was just. <laughs> um, Laura said she's a strange one. Yes, indeed. Um, when it comes to her, and I have at least one friend who's a black conservative, and. I always hear criticism through the eyes of like white people. It's not, it's always like, look at what they think of us is what it feels like versus like, what do we want to, what are we going to do for ourselves? It never feels like it's coming to the right from the right way. And something happened with Terry Crews recently. Did it not? Oh I don't my know God, this nigga needs to shut up. <laughs> what did he even say? He said, this buffoon, he said, uh, keep in mind of some shit that oh yeah white he said um the uh the defeating of white supremacy without white people yeah creates black supremacy yeah yeah something like that we're all in this together <laughs> terry cruz we want to like you so bad terry cruz oh you used to be so funny <laughs> we want to <laughs> like you so bad and you keep making it hard <laughs> every, time. every time like what do we do with the black because I feel like I would I usually don't care about people's opinions who just come like you know nonsensibly, but like it feels like they're truly like hurting the movement when they come out and purposely like purposely skew the narrative for Candace to do that whole video, which was like 15 minutes long, and be like, Yeah, 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 the cops shouldn't have killed him, yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me tell you what an awful person he was. For you to do all that shit. Or like why? Like just why? Like, cause it wasn't just that she was like bringing him down off of this pedestal 
Like she was like villainizing the man. Like completely she made it a point to villainize him in the same breath. Because like if you if you, I don't know, but I feel like if you were just to say, you know, remember we can't uh you know put people on a pedestal. George Floyd was this, that, and third. You know, yada yada yada. But she was like villainizing him. She was like, what do you think? The woman that he stuck a gun on, who was pregnant, feels uh, about him. Like, bro, it was just the most over the top, unnecessary hate. At a time where, like, it didn't, we don't need it. Like, it. That's what I'm saying. Because I don't, I don't feel like George Floyd is. We're not martyring him. It's like he, he just, unfortunately for her, he is the symbol of, you know, police brutality. Yeah, an ongoing you know, problem. He's a current symbol of police brutality and injustice in America. Right. You know, I I haven't seen a George Floyd picture in a couple days. And the movement's still going on. Right. You know what I mean? So it's it's not that we were martyring him or making him out to be a hero. It's just the facts. Like, and they got killed unjustly. Oh, it's Cole had a good point. She said Candace did the villainizing that oh Lord that the media traditionally does for other black victims. Remember how the media presented Trayvon Martin. Um, Bro, remember how they presented every black man ever that's gotten killed by the police? I, I felt like they tried to do it with Philando Castile. No, they tried to do it with everybody. That's what I'm, that's exactly my point. Like, from you, like, not that I know Kenneth Owens, not that I know her person, not that I know, like, Ben Carson, not that I know Terry Crews, but, like, when you ever you see a black person, who a person with a huge platform purposely do something like that, it's like, nigga, you? <laughs> I expect this with Fox News. I expect this with all these right-wing, you know, blogs, all this stuff. That's going to happen naturally. But, like, you went out of your way to really do this. For why? Because you just don't want to see it happen. It's really fucking clout. Up like it's got to be for clout. Like that's what that said. Um, this shit is like, like, what good did it do? Like, what were you trying to achieve? Were you just trying to, like, in her mind, wake up black consciousness to where we don't have to celebrate bad people? Like, like, is that really an issue to where we celebrate black? I don't feel like it is, but I'm black. I might be jaded. Like. <laughs> <laughs> is it a thing like that we do? I feel like I'm trying to decide if it's that or if it's they really have been ingrained by the system so deeply by being so many people who think this way so much and have you know been in this environment for so long that they don't even realize what they're doing anymore. And they're just doing the same thing that most of us are kind of curated to do growing up, which is which is to believe that White comfortability means everybody's comfortability. That's what I'm trying to figure out. If it's just in them that deeply, like it's ingrained, it's a, it's a part of them at this point. Because we all, um, Cornell West has a really good speech about this, how we all have uh, white supremacy instilled inside of us from growing up in this country. Some part of us is still, it's still in there. It's always going to be, it's always going to be there probably. You'll have a hell of a time getting rid of it completely, but like, is that it? That it's completely taking them over, or is it just purely like I'm trying to get this paycheck? These white people got this money. <laughs> like you see all that money she raised for that GoFundMe before they shut it down after her stupid ass comments. Yeah, how did you feel about that? No, I felt good about it. Like I'm happy. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm happy that these 
huge institutions. GoFundMe did not. GoFundMe could have been like, yeah, that ain't got nothing to do with us. Like we, we don't. La, 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 I don't know nothing about that. Like they could have just completely ignored that. The fact that they actually shut it down and granted, she, they still got the money, but like, because I think there's a whole legal, you know, ramifications of them taking the money away. But the fact that they shut it down to make a statement, I feel like all that stuff means something. I I completely understand that. The one part I did have an issue with with the GoFundMe thing is like this this thing we talked about before. It's like this cancel culture. You know what I mean? I, I felt like GoFundMe was pressured into stopping that account. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. of the public outcry based around what she said. But even if that's the case in this situation, is that a bad thing? Yes. If she is out here spewing like straight hate and completely skewing the narrative to skew up all these protests that we know are in the name of, you know, in a rightful cause, if she's purposely doing that and they were pressured to stop it. I, okay. I don't know if she's purposely doing it or not. I believe she is. I fully believe she is. Let me get that clear. Well, no, she is not the main mistake. She is purposely skewing narratives. I will say that. I don't know what reasons are, but she is purposely for her to sit on that video. <clears throat> police racially motivated police violence is a myth. She said that straight out. I remember that shit distinctly. Oh she yeah, she that. did. It's a flat out lie. That's completely skewing narratives. Now, where why she's doing? I mean, she's, I mean, she said she got her facts. I don't know where they come from. Maybe Wikipedia, <laughs> but she said she got them. <laughs> but if she is purposely fucking up a movement that is trying to end, you know, racial discrimination, and this company just stops just because they just get pressure, like I don't know, if that's such a bad thing. I don't know. I I I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I have a real problem with cancel culture. Like I have. A, I know. I do too. I do too, for sure. You know. And I don't want it to be like one of these things where like the public has so much power that they can just censor people. Opens the floodgates. That's my fear with that. I feel know. that. I fully believe she's a piece of garbage. <laughs> and she identified as liberal back in 2015. That's what I, I knew it. <laughs> I just read it. <laughs> so it's I don't see how you go. Well, I actually I actually knew of a dude that went. He was like, Yeah, yeah, Obama 2008, 2012. <laughs> And he was like super Trump, <laughs> super Trump. But he was also white, so okay, that's yeah. You know, he had that going for him. That um, going for him. <laughs> um, it's interesting, man. Um, Laura said the public outcry is helping us right now. I kind of feel that absolutely. I feel that too, just not on the. I don't know. I don't, I don't believe. I don't believe you should be able to just because I I felt like that was canceling somebody. But like, you do see how the situation is different from somebody just saying some like outrageous shit. Like, um, what's her name? Um, uh, B Simone. You know, everybody was coming at, coming at her. Okay. Says what? <laughs> this this woman here. I, I don't think she said anything wrong, honestly. But um, people coming at her. They so, were so dismissive of people with like nine to fives. Granted, I didn't watch the whole video, but from the clip I watched, it's just, she was just saying, like, I just don't want to date somebody with a nine to five because they won't understand my lifestyle, which I don't think is entirely true for everybody. But at the same time, if that's what she wants, I don't have a problem with it. I didn't watch the whole video, though. 
She might have said some other outrageous shit. I don't know. But it'd be different if GoFundMe like stopped her, you know, campaign for saying she didn't want to date a nine to five dude versus Candace <laughs> Owens out here villainizing somebody who died from police brutality, which she just called a myth. Like that's two different types of canceling. Okay. <laughs> but go and cake for your boo. Go ahead. Cake for your baby. I mean, Fine. I'm going to eat potato salad, so it's okay. With the raisins and nuts in it. That's fine. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We run out of time. Let's go and get to this last topic. Um, So with the election possibly coming up, because we don't know for sure that's going to happen or not. Um, is the baby back in the room? Yes, man. <laughs> Kids, go to bed. I don't know what time it is, but go to bed. <laughs> what did you say? Mushy, come on now. Go. Go. Please. Go. Later. I'll give you a huggy later. Okay. <laughs> With the election possibly coming up, um, Will had an interesting stance about if Trump would have become, I'm sorry, if Biden would become president, that it would kind of make a lot of people complacent to just like taking whatever a Democrat gives us again versus Trump being president and making us be like, you know, being able to see visibly see the enemy, still stay encouraged, keep these movements up, still you know keep the momentum up of everything that we've been building up thus far. Um, you still feel that way? Yeah, man. Even Biden though, ain't here for us. Biden, Biden, just like Doja Cat. He just, <laughs> he just like Doja Cat. He ain't here for us. I'm telling you, and I'm, I, I believe that people will slow down um, just because they believe that Biden will make things happen the way he promises. And also, if Biden gets elected, I'm not so sure if people will turn out to vote again two years from now, you know, in the, uh, in the midterm elections, I think they call it. Because that's what happened with Obama. People didn't turn on in the midterm elections and he lost the, he lost the, uh, he lost Congress. So he couldn't get shit done. Mm. That was a, a lot of his holdups. I just, I believe Joe Biden just ain't here for us in general. My thing on that is I believe that a lot of us are becoming awakened to the fact that they don't believe Joe Biden's here for us either. So I really don't think him getting elected would stop these, you know, movements. Um, and even more so if he does say he even delivers like a quarter of what he's promising would that not like, you know, help our continued efforts if we do stay on the right track and keep doing this thing? Because I really don't think black people are as trusting as Joe Biden as you think they are. I don't think, I don't, I'm not saying they're trusting. I'm not saying they're trusting. I'm saying they're going to give him an election. But you're saying they're trusting enough to like, if he gets elected, they'd just be complacent and not keep fighting for what we're fighting for. Right. I, I believe the fight would go down a little bit. That would be trusting. And, 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 and not because we trust Biden. It's just because you you would you assume you naturally assume that the Democrat in office would have your back and get shit done like you like he says he would. I think like, that was, I don't I don't know if it's necessarily that we full on trust Joe Biden and we believe Joe Biden. It's the fact that you uh, you assume that your voice will be, I guess, recognized. I guess that's trust, but. That's what yeah, I'm saying. There's no out here. <laughs> but I'm saying what you I think what you're saying is people will be more trusting that he would deliver. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. Like I don't I don't I really don't think 
we are today. At least definitely not our generation that much. Maybe older, yeah, like the older older people who remember Obama and associate Obama with Joe Biden. Yeah, sure. Do you like, feel like the, do you feel like the consciousness around politics will continue to grow as it has within these last four years? I do because I think more people are educating ourselves. Because, like I said, I think more people are becoming awake to the fact that we we were talking about the same shit that like our black leaders back in the nineteen you know nineteen hundreds or so not the hundreds but you know nineteen sixties nineteen seventies we're talking mm-hmm. about as well. Like, if you watch these old videos of like great black leaders like uh, Stokely Carmichael or like even Malcolm X, Angela Davis, whoever. They, they often talk about the same exact shit we're talking about now. And I think like the more we're starting to make black empowerment, you know, trendy, even though, you know, that's, that's kind of, that can be kind of shaky, but it's becoming trending and the more these old videos are just being shared just randomly. Yeah. Um, people are wanting to investigate more for themselves. And they're seeing that our ancestors have been saying the same shit we saying now and that the system is the issue. It's not a matter of coming and pleading and, peaceful protesting our way into the liberation that we say that we want it's a matter of taking matters into your own hands so like i said everything i'm seeing right now i just don't see it going back to what it was before i really don't how long have you been seeing this huh how long have you been you say what you're seeing right now like how long literally i would say since the inception of these george Flo- you know the protests you know the incited after george floyd's passing mm-hmm. definitely around that time I just started seeing things with the pandemic already having such a you know resounding effect on people combined with seeing another police you know brutality death the way people are coming out and the movements people are starting i haven't even seen this much talk of the abolitionist movements until right now like people are coming with full thought pieces starting to become the, the planning stages i haven't seen that before and maybe i wasn't looking before but I haven't seen it to this level before. Well, with, from the George Floyd thing, which has been what two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, something mm-hmm. like that. Something like that. Yeah, I feel like that's a spark. Like that's not. <clears throat> I hope it continues into, you know, this uh, continued wokeness. You know, I hope it continues, but I feel like it's mostly a spark. The reason I don't feel like it's a spark is all this stuff is just a is just a boiling over <clears> of the pot. Like it's not like this is the first incident we've seen like this, and then we all of a sudden get excited. Like we've been seeing this for hundreds of years, so I think it's not a it's not a spark. It's a boiling point, and seeing stuff like I said, it all could be performative. But even seeing stuff like you know the street at you know in front of the White House being called Black Lives Matter now, seeing these big companies um, do these movements where they they say that they're going to stop promotion to acknowledge social injustice. Like that's what I'm, that's what makes me feel like it's a boiling point. Like I just see America, not just black people, like America acknowledging this like never before. Laura said it's an all-time high since, for the first time since the 1990s. That's what it feels like, man. I, I hope you're right, man. <laughs> I hope you're right, but that nigga Biden gonna screw us over if he get elected. Then they're gonna screw us over through through complacency. He gonna screw us over. I don't think people are gonna be that complacent, man. There's always gonna be some people who will for sure. But like, I hope you're right, my brother. Will has no faith in the black black people. I'm just like uh, <laughs> in the blacks. I don't have faith in people, bro. I don't have faith in people. 
If you get if you join in this revolution, you might even have. No, nah, baby, I'm work within the system. <laughs> so. Andrew said, um, he totally agrees that the system itself was always been designed to appear in order and just. However, the actions operations prove otherwise. That's one of the main reasons why things fall through by the time that goes to court. They go through formalities knowing that they've been already been made up in their minds beforehand. Um, that's kind of how I feel about the system itself. Like, I think people were tired of being thrown bones, of giving little smidges of hope, little smidges of representation. You know what I'm saying? I think people were kind of fed up with it at this point. A lot of people, not everybody. A lot of people were fed up with it at this point. And I just don't see it going back, man. That's why I call it the new normal. It's about to be, it's about to be different, bro. All right, baby. We're gonna see. And I'm not saying it's gonna happen like overnight. Don't don't send it actually every day. Oh, baby, no, baby. Hundred days after Joe Biden get elected, <laughs> I want to see an all black Senate. All black Senate. <laughs> it's either it's either you you gonna you gonna have to have at least about have yourself gonna have to be melanated now. That's that that leads to my point, bro. Why can we we can envision an all white Senate all day every day? But like, why is the thought of an all black Senate like so outrageous? Like, why would we be okay? With, why would we be okay with that? It's outrageous because we only make up fourteen percent of the population. No, no, there's plenty. There's it's, a, it's an unrealistic representation of America. Well, all white people's unrealistic representation. What are you talking about? Yes, but yes, but we're comfortable with that. I don't think we are anymore. That's what such a <laughs> we're comfortable with it. I've seen it so much. I've I've accepted it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There, there definitely needs to be more uh, black people in in uh, politics. But honestly, like that's why we, that's why so many white people are in it now because it's been accepted for so long. I'm telling you, man. I just see things going differently. Um, and we not like I said, we might not be allowed to fully see it realized, but it's shifting. I see a shift, and um. It's on us to continue it, and it's on you and Candace and Ben Carson to. All of our Trump votes are gonna wake y'all motherfuckers up. Y'all know uh, Will was um, Ben Carson for for uh, Halloween. What? what, That was back in 2016, baby. (laughs) It was the greatest costume of all time. Like he printed out cards and everything. It was wonderful. Bro, we gotta get these votes. (laughs) Thank you, Andrew, for joining us, man. See you later, dude. yeah, man, we're going to see what happens. That's today's show. If y'all have any more comments, feel free to drop them. Um, Cree coming in hall late. I'm still, I'm just, we still love you, though. <laughs> Thanks for coming <laughs> in. Um, we're going to get into the thirst of the week. This week, it is the lovely Miss Bree Morgan. Um, we actually, I don't know if you remember her, Will. We actually met her at the um, Talent in 10th. Um, I do remember her. Yeah. Super dope people. She has she is the CEO of a company called Loving My Bay, which stands for blogs, apparel, and events. Uh, she's also a poet and creative coordinator. And um, she's just dope people, man. Uh, she's more recently known for her Black Excellence Vision Board soiree parties where attendees kind of celebrate goal setting and innovative ideas uh, for personal growth while celebrating life, music, food, fellowship, all that good thing, all those good things. Um, She's dope people's man. She's been doing her thing for a hot minute out here. Please check her out on IG and Twitter at Bree Morgan LMB. Since we're loving my bae. 
Um, check her out on Facebook, Bree Morgan, Loving My Bay. Um, you can catch her. I don't think she has a website, but hit her up, man. She's a black woman out here doing the damn thing. Yes, Cree. Yes, we're very disappointed. Very disappointed. Um, <laughs> check her out, man. She's awesome. Um, yeah, man, that's about it. Thank y'all so much. Thank y'all for joining the show. The mini revolution or the half revolution. This half revolution, half complacency. The revolution thus far has been televised. <laughs> this revolution has been hella televised. And it, and, and, and it has been in uh, Minnesota. Shouts out to Prince, who just had a birthday. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Shouts out to that guy. <laughs> Friend of the show. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, man. We love y'all. We'll catch y'all next week. Thank y'all for joining us, man. Patreon. 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 <laughs> Patreon.